LIW The Walking Dead Review is brought to you by Hooters Restaurants. Because when you're covered in filthy, disgusting, hot grease, you want to look at some titties. Because those two things mix. Because you're a fucking disgusting person. LIW The Walking Dead and Fear The Walking Dead Review. citizens and welcome to another episode of L.I.W. The Walking Dead Review. Today's episode is The Walking Dead Comic Chapter 15 We Find Ourselves, which sounds like puberty, kind of. Um, yeah, this chapter is, um, let's, well, here's a good way to sum it up. Um, under my notes, characters that die, none. Characters introduced, none. Does that tell you something? Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Fucking asshole comic. Um, let's see here. And Abraham and Glenn are cleaning up the yard after the whole zombie attack when they killed like a thousand Zeds. Um, fun, fun scene. Too bad it was in the last one. Um, I mentioned this in the last episode that none of the main characters we've seen have come back as zombies except for Shane is the, the only one I could think of other than like, and then they get shot. And I mean like they found them later as zombies. Shane was a zombie. Rick found him, shot him. We find um, Abraham and Glenn find the the Jesse Zed, and they shoot her in the head. They're like, don't let Rick find out. Um, meanwhile, Carl's in a coma because he takes after his dad, and um, Rick tells Denise what he did to Jesse about chopping off her hand when he was when she was holding him back, and she, he's just like, keep this between us. There's a lot of secrets being set up here. Um, a lot of small little things happen in this. Uh, I realize I'm just going to skip from one to another and get my opinions on each. That's how the show goes. Okay, welcome. Um, Rosita leaves Abraham. Um, it's she's like, um, she starts packing a bag. He's like, What are you doing? And she goes, I'm going to stop lying to myself. He's like, What about the fact that you're fucking Holly? And it's like, Oh, okay. I don't care about Rosita or Holly. So. I don't care. Rosita isn't a bad character. She's just, she doesn't do much. She doesn't talk much. If you watch the show, you will realize, oh, oh yeah, she exists. I forgot about her character. There's large stretches where she doesn't have a line and large stretches where she's not in the show because she's unnecessary. But again, no, she's not useless though. She's, she's killed some zombies, so she gets like a pass. She doesn't bother me. I always talk about the useless characters in the show. She's not a useless for survival. She's in, she's helpful there, so she gets a pass as as far as the group surviving goes. If I had to rank the characters though, as far as my favorite, she would be toward the bottom. Not out of malice or anything. I just I don't ever talk about her. Nobody talks to her, except for this this chapter here. Um, they talk to her a little bit, and it's always about Abraham. I forget what the name of that test is, where it's like, they do it in movies, where the first question is, um, are there more than one female character? Is there more than one female character? And the, the second question is, do they talk to each other? And the third question is, do they talk to each other for, about something other than a man? And if you get all three, you pass. And this, Rosita would not pass, because all she talks about is either with men or about Abraham, and that's it. That's really how she talks about. 
Anyway, she leaves him. Um, there's a one-panel funeral for all three characters who died in the last one, which is Douglas, um, Jesse, and Ron. There's a one-panel. It just goes, they will be missed. That's all it says. And it's like, they're so bored. Like, they're so sick of having funerals. I love that that's it. And they hit it and they left. Right after that, um, Rick explains to the group um, his newfound clarity about realizing that they will survive if they stick together as a group, which was, if you gave me a what if beforehand, I could have told you that. I don't know why he needed validation for that. Um, Eugene plans to dig trenches and reinforce the walls with dirt. That's kind of his contribution, his idea. Rick's like, okay, good idea. And he's asking for ideas. And they're like, oh, we could do this with the food, make it last. And then basically everyone's contributing ideas. And that's how it should have been the entire time. Um, they, they had too many emotions flowing beforehand to be useful as far as long-term survival goes. Because now Rick's like, all right, we're going to think long, long-term. Like, we're setting up a life here. Um, we're going we're gonna to make it. Um, Rosita moves in with Eugene. And that's as boring as it sounds. Um, obviously she's not going to fuck him. Look at her, look at him. Um, the mullets don't bring in the ladies. Um, well, it's like my grandpa used to say, mullets don't make pussy wet. He said that all the time. I didn't know what it meant until now. You know, he was a, he was a weird man, but he said that all the time. And now I know cause Rosita moved in, but she's not going to fuck him. She's dry as hell. She's like the Sahara desert down there. As far as he's concerned. Also, his name's Eugene. Nobody fucks anybody named Eugene. Nobody even fucks in the city of Eugene in Oregon. Nobody fucks there because it's named Eugene. It's like a mullet city. I don't... Nobody fucks there. Um, Andrea's doing a gun training. Um, her and Rick talk a little bit afterwards. They get closer. And I was like, oh, yeah. Because this is the last book I read. Um, chapter The one with chapter 15 and 16. It's book number eight. And it was the last book I read like three years ago. I think it came out in like 2012. And that was, I read that one, and then I didn't read any more after that. Not out of any any reason, really. I just didn't pick it back up. I got into other shit, started doing the podcast and everything. Um, you know, I had some personal tragedies, too. I mean, you know. No, I, I just really didn't pick it up after that. So this is the last book I read. Um, so chap chapter 16 will be the last one I read beforehand. So I, I kind of forgot about the, it's been three years. I kind of forgot about her and Andrew, or Andrea and Rick getting together a little bit. Um, yeah, a little weird. They don't do it in the show because Andrea died a long goddamn time ago. She died at the governor's place. Yeah, spoiler there. Anyway, Rick and Andrea have dinner, and afterwards, um, Rick gets on the phone with Lori, which sounds like a normal thing, but in this show, you know that Lori's dead and the phones don't work, so she's not there. And Lori's like, I'm not going to forgive you. What happened to Carl is your fault. And it's just Rick being like, you know, bringing himself down. That's what Rick does. Blames himself for everything. The burden of responsibility, you know. That's like Spider-Man said. Or Uncle Ben. <sighs> I make good rice, I think is what he said. Uncle Ben's rice. Anyway. Um, Rick's dishing out orders. Like, we need to do this. You do this. I do this. We'll do that. And Nicholas doesn't like it. Nicholas is introduced when... Carl's kid was getting in a fight with his son, whose name was Mikey, I believe. Anyway, um, Nicholas is like, fucking, what do you think he's doing? Heath doesn't like that at all. He doesn't like Nicholas's attitude toward him. He's like, well, they're going to get fucking killed. He wants to kill Rick. He wants to kill him. Love it. Um, they just did this on the show. 
I'll get to it, though, when I get to it. So hold, put a pin in that. We'll, we'll get to that in a sec. Heath doesn't like it is the main point. Heath's like on Rick's side. I like Heath as a character. Yeah, we'll get there. I keep wanting to bring up the show scene. I'm talking about, well, I'm going to wait because it's more valid late, later. Um, Carl wakes up finally after a couple like uh, the groans and stuff. And then he wakes up and he has no memory of his dead mom. He's like, where's mom? And then it's, it's a whole thing where Rick's like, I have to tell him again. That sucks. He's like, how do I tell him? And he's like, I almost hate him because he can't remember. I was like, Rick goes through a lot of weird, selfish feelings in this 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 chapter. It's really weird. And he talks to literally everyone who will listen. If you walk by and you don't just keep walking, if you're like, oh, hey, Rick, what's up? He will tell you everything that's happening. He's like using everyone as a psychiatrist. Everyone's a journal. It's really weird. It's an odd thing. Because Michonne will only talk to Andrea and Rick. And Andrea will only talk to Rick. And Glenn will only talk to Maggie, Maggie Glenn. But Rick will talk to anyone. I believe if you're a a bandit of some sort and you, before he kills you, like those cannibals from Gabriel's place, if they would have been like, what's up, man? He would have told them everything and then killed them because just to get it off his chest. I don't know. It's really weird. Anyway, um, Spencer is hanging out on Andrea's porch and he does this weird like, oh, I was here before the sun went down. Now I just look creepy. And then she's like, just fuck off. Like, get the fuck away from me. It's not going to happen. She just snaps at him. And you kind of realize something's going on with Spencer's brain. His his parents were just killed. Andrea doesn't want to fuck him. He's becoming a weirdo. Um, let's see here. Rick, later on, Rick, Andrea, Abraham all go off for supplies. And Glenn doesn't go because Maggie begs Rick not to let him go because he always goes out. Um, they're, they're looking for supplies in the store. Rick is crying. Andrea catches him. Obviously, this means a lot to him. As far as them bonding. Um, when they're gone, those three are gone. Um, Nicholas gathers people to talk about overthrowing Rick. He gets him, Spencer, and Olivia together. Um, Glenn walks up to it and overhears. And then they like start to walk toward him. And he doesn't know what the fuck's going to happen. So he pulls a gun. Because that's natural. In this world especially. They... Um, Nicholas doesn't take too kindly to that, you know? He gets a little mad, a little mad, wee bit mad, you know? And he's like, you pulled a fucking gun on me? What the fuck, dude? What the fuck? I don't think he talked like that, though. He didn't talk like a Mark Wahlberg. You fucking pulled a gun on me? What are you doing? What do you, what do you think you're doing, man? You think you pull a fucking gun on me? You think you're going to fucking pull a gun on me? You're not going to do that. That's crazy. He didn't sound like that. But I'm going I'm to keep doing it, though. Obviously. Um, let's see here. Um, eventually, oh, sorry, they... Uh, he tackles Glenn. Glenn ends up getting free. He knees him in the balls and rushes home. And then it gets in this like chaos scene where Nicholas has, is like, all right, we're doing this now, apparently, because if he gets away, he's going to tell Rick. So that'll ruin the surprise. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. He's worried about it like a surprise party. Um, Nicholas screams outside Glenn's house. And it's like, a, get out here, you, vomit, you yellow belly. Bat. One of those moments, you know, in a Western. Um, and he's like, Fucking, we're gonna kill Rick and blah blah blah. And then Rick shows up and he's like, well, "You know what? What's happening now? Tell me." And then uh, they all pull their guns on Nicholas and Spencer and Olivia. And I like, I love this moment because they're like, they pull all the guns on it. He's like, "We're gonna take this place away from you guys." And he's like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna take it away from Andrea, Michonne, Glenn." And they show them all with their guns and how hard they are. Carl, Carl's one of them, I believe. And then um, they realize 
oh shit, like we can't, we couldn't take it away from him if we wanted to. Um, and then Rick goes, you know, lets him up, and he's like, "You're not gonna kill us? I thought you're gonna, you're not gonna kill us." And Rick's like, "You think we want to kill you? Like we want to make a community. Like we, we need you. Why would we want to kill you?" And then at that moment, they kind of realize, like, "Oh, they're not bad. They just." They're actually doing what they need to protect all of us. And I, I like that moment that they didn't kill him. It just happened on the show. That's what I was trying to get to earlier on the JSS episode. No, it was in the first episode, wasn't it? The, uh, I don't know. They're always named something stupid, like what we do from here, like that sort of thing. This, this chapter is titled, We Find Ourselves. Oh. Um, but in that, in that um, episode... It's um, Ethan Embry, his character, tries to take over Rick, and they do the exact same thing where Morgan talks Rick down, though. But Rick is going to let him go anyway. I don't. They did it better in the comic, where Rick's like, no, I'm not going to kill you. We fucking need you. You think we want to kill you? You're dumber than I thought. Or you're stupider than I thought, I think is what he says. I like that moment where you don't know how far gone Rick maybe is because he's talking to himself on the telephone. So you're like, he, Rick might just fucking kill this guy I don't know <laughs> like you don't know it's possible I don't see why not but he doesn't that's good it's good for your hero for your, your your protagonist not to shoot a man um because it happens a lot in this where someone attacks him in front of a house in the in the dirt and then he has to kill them it happens later on it happens before it happens a bunch but um anyway they um Rick talks to Carl afterwards and and he goes downstairs, and then Nicholas meets him out in the yard. Nicholas meets him, and then he's like, he's apologizing to a severely, severely apathetic Rick. Rick's like, uh huh, yep. And Nicholas is like, you know, I just, I, we thought you were doing wrong, and I realized you were, I was wrong. I shouldn't have done that, and I will never do that again. I promise you. And Rick's just going, uh huh, yep, okay. He's like a toddler being scolded. Um. It's very infuriating. I can't imagine. It's like must. It must be what women feel like when they talk to men, because I know I can be like that. But I, if it's something serious like this, I, I you know, you kind of come online a little bit. Um, anyway, he doesn't give a shit, and then he's like, "I want to kill him anyway." I don't know. He's, he keeps telling everybody this. He talks to everybody. He's like, "I want to kill him anyway, Andrea. I don't give a shit about him. I was gonna slit his throat, shoot him in the fucking head. I still want to." And he keeps an eye on him. Anyway, Rick, like I was saying, Rick feels like his humanity's gone. He's talking to Andrea, and he's like, I want to fucking kill that dude. I just want to murder him. And then Andrea and him kiss. And then that's how it ends. So I think they found themselves. I don't know what the title of this means. I think it means we found ourselves as a group. Like we're not solo anymore. I don't know. We find ourselves is a weird... It's odd to write it like that uh, you know what I mean like I found myself is fine but we found ourselves is odd um, anyway I don't know what I'm trying to say I'm just rambling uh, yeah that's the end of the, this, this chapter it is like I said zero death toll zero new characters it's just an internal struggle mixed with it, I get the title. I really do. I was just fucking around. We find ourselves. It's about them finding what they need to do in themselves. Like community is, it should be called we found the community or something like that. We found the meaning of community. 
where they decide, hey, let's bond together stronger than ever and really fucking tackle this with ser- like serious long-term goals instead of just bickering all the time and dealing with it day-to-day. Let's start surviving instead of just living. Or living instead of just surviving. I guess would be a better way to put that. I think it's how they put it in the comic. Anyway, they... So I get the title. I really do. But yeah, that's how this one this one goes. I realize every episode or every chapter of this comic sounds like a stupid fucking hipster band. Not that they're bad titles, but bands shouldn't be named after titles like this. Like... The next chapter sixteen, a larger world. Something chapter seventeen, something to fear. Uh, just a bunch of chapters sound like shitty indie bands, and we find ourselves. The I saw we find ourselves at uh, the, the stadium. I don't know what stadium. I don't know your place. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, that's the end of the chapter. I'm Phoenix West. I'm going to loiterwonderland.com, loiteringinwonderland.com. Buy a book, only five bucks. They're fucking awesome. Go buy them, assholes. You do that, do your thing, and uh, I appreciate it. And Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and um, LAW Podcast, Lord You Want Land, you'll find it. And then that's the end of that. So until next time, I am Phoenix West. So long, citizens.